Hey y'all, you're listening to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with all those who want a free lunch, and the seventh secret kid from the Brady Bunch. Let's get into it. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap No cap. How's hunting down your enemies been going, Adrian? Only a few left. Nice, 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 nice. Just that notorious turf, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all don't come to grad school tomorrow. You're cool. How about you hunting down uh, the most dangerous game? Your celeb enemies. You know what? I think... I think being Jonah Hill is punishment enough for Jonah Hill. I don't I, nothing. I don't need to do anything to him. I'm pretty sure living inside that mind of his is torture enough. Damn, in that body. Damn, kicking a dead horse. Hey, what can I say? I'm just happy to be me. You know. Mm. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Then a dollar would get you a stick of gum. You know what I mean? Tell you what, I am too blessed to be stressed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what either of us meant. Also, I noticed the shelf behind you is empty. Is that part of your, like, moving soon? It's been a long time. Yeah, part of me moving back is trying to make my room furnished, but empty enough that someone would plausibly want to sublet it. So, you know, preferably not just live in my room with all my stuff in it. So I just packed up all of my excess clothes that I'm not taking with me. As well as emptied out my desk and my uh, uh, side table next to my bed. Um, gotcha. Uh, I, I was thinking it's either because you were moving or you'd really gotten into Zen Buddhism and lost all desire for earthly things. For knowledge. It was one of the two. I just emptied yeah. out my bookshelf. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be a bitch learning ass motherfucker. That's what Buddha said. Um, yeah, no. So uh, we'll see if that if we can if we can hook up if we, what's the word if we can put a, a line out and see if we can hook a little fishy to be honest unless tin cleans the apartment i can't see anyone wanting to sublet this place but do, do you want to put up the ad right now for for the bfnc listeners oh yeah Davis? if any of you want to uh, if any of you want to enter in the sweepstakes to win my room <laughs> to win the chance to pay for my room for six months uh submit your uh submit your name your credit score and your social security number to bigfactsnocappod at gmail.com. No, none of that is true. Submit it all as a five-star review to the Oh, that is also podcast. true. That, that, that's uh, Legally, we can't say that paying anything will increase your chances of winning. But putting a five-star review might just do a little something. Might just do a little something. Might just do a little something. Might grease those wheels if you know what we mean. Mm-hmm. Adrian will blow you. Because their dick is a wheel? You you picking up what I'm putting down? I smell what I smell what I, I, I smell what you're stepping in. Is that well, let's be gender inclusive. He he'll, he'll blow you or eat you out. Mm-hmm. Wow, how did we get to that point in the conversation? What uh, you know? What gross. we should start it from right there before you were asking me disgusting. that question. Because you a nasty what? ass. That's how we got to that part of the conversation. Um, anything interesting happened this week? Yeah, I've got a couple things. Couple things. Couple things to media roundup slash things that I did. Uh, 
two food things, which I don't think matters to anyone, because unless you're one of our local listeners, you can't really do anything about this. And even if you are one of my local listeners, uh, you won't be able to do anything about this until next year. But I went to the Greek festival, and I got a pretty good Euro. Uh, waited way too long in line for it, but it was pretty good. Hey, pro tip to anybody who is listening to this and interested... Lots of towns have Greek festivals. The town over might not have had theirs yet, so you can still get a Euro at a Greek festival, and they're all basically the same. That's true. Uh, I will say, though, first time going as an over-21-year-old, and that was fun. Um, a lot of, drinking a lot of Greek beers. There's something about the aesthetic of like a church-run event where a little Greek child serves you your beer that's like a cool vibe. I don't know. <laughs> I was mm. like, I'm vibing with that. I will say, though, I did confirm that Adrian the... would have thrived in South Carolina in, like, the 1850s Absolutely. when slavery was still legal. He would have loved well, that energy. I don't know if that's what it is. I mean, you could have gone to my dad when he was 12 and gotten a beer from him. That was his job. I don't think you need to go mm. quite as far back as Paul is thinking or as nefariously as Paul is thinking. Um, uh, what else? Oh, I went to uh, I went to pick up some moving boxes today, as we might have alluded, depending on whether or not we keep in that first part. And I realized it was like... In a part of town where I never really go, but it's right near the Austrian uh, pastry like bakery place. So went there, got a couple quiches and a little uh, orange chocolate cake, and goddamn, it was delicious. Nice. I like orange in uh, sweet things. I think it's underutilized. Well, what I actually really liked about it because it had like a, a kind of a gelatinized like um, uh, blood orange on top, is that I liked that for the chocolate and for the orange, it kind of leaned into the bitter notes of both of them, and so it was a, mm. not super sweet and it was kind of bitter in a really nice way uh what else okay only other thing that i have is that i have on two different occasions this week gotten confirmation from two people who i respect in my life that uh seems to indicate that the outrage over fathers being told that they're babysitting is manufactured and not real uh two people who i respect in my life who do not use do not mind using the term babysitting as, an, as a father mm, still odd I think both of their takes were basically like, it's babysitting whether or not anyone does it. Like, it's just, I don't know. They're not like huge, like, it's called parenting. Okay. Just because I'm a dad. I, I think it, maybe it's a, maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't think anybody would have called it babysitting when my dad took care of me. So it just feels odd. It feels like you're trivializing the act of raising a child. Mm, doing a when, real daddy Because daycare. babysitting to me is something a 12 year old does, which is make sure they don't die. Otherwise you don't really have I to mean, take care of them. I mean, isn't that kind of what all being a parent is? <laughs> Sort of. I mean, I, I would like to think most parents are imparting some sort of, like, life lessons and wisdom. <laughs> nah. Wait, is that not what you do as a babysitter? Uh, Paul, anything for your media roundup? Anything from the week? I, I just hours ago watched the movie Titan, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it because it's incredibly disturbing. And I watched it in theaters. First movie I saw in theaters since uh, COVID started. Mm. Ripped that band-aid off. Um, but it's this movie about a lady who's sexually attracted to cars and um, also commits like a series of murders. It's a very odd body horror film. I wouldn't give it as a general recommendation, but I think you would like it, Adrian. It's like very much all your freaks out there. Um, okay, cool. Do you want to talk about today's theme? I do. All right. No such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, no such thing as a free lunch. Should we have done any history on if this was, like, actually coined by anybody? Oh, d the history of it? Yeah. Uh, there's no particular origin, but there's clear places where it was popularized. There's, like, a novel that used it as a central theme. Mm. Um, but my association with it is mostly as, like, a conservative talking point. Oh, interesting. My association with it is from Miss Kendi, my economics teacher from high school. Mm. 
she used it as part of her lesson about opportunity cost. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, there's no such thing as a free lunch, because even if somebody gave you a free lunch, you could be going out making money a different way. So everything has a cost to it. And that's the opportunity cost of doing something else. Mm. Is that what that is that what the reading of that is? I always thought I guess that is the reading of it for opportunity cost. I think the part of way part of the way it was taught to me was that it was like a um, uh, someone's paying for it in some kind of way. I think that's how the conservatives use it. It's like a like mm. even if you get free health care, someone's paying for it. You damn kids. You don't understand economics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely heard my uh, girlfriend's father say it a couple times under, <laughs> during angry rants under his breath uh, while driving. God, adults were so cool when we were kids. Um, I remember one time my friend's dad was playing Kiss in the car. Rad. And I'd, I'd read the fun fact somewhere online that Kiss stood for Knights and Satan's Service, which I thought was a cool, funny, fun fact. Mm-hmm. But this was an old rock dad. When he mentioned he was playing Kiss, I was like, oh, I heard their name stands for, like, Knights and Satan's Service. He which was, I thought like, was like, no, 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 it stands for Keep It Simple, Stupid. <laughs> exactly. No, he was actually, like, weirdly offended, and I think it came from the fact that it's definitely not, doesn't stand for that, but yeah. people who were trying to ban music in the 70s would say that as, like, an Damn. argument against it. For all of his crusading, Paul coming with those backronyms. 70s or 80s, I don't really know when, when, uh, Kiss existed i do not give a shit about that shitty band but it was so funny how like viscerally upset he seemed to be that i mm. thought that because i guess it was probably like a really deep like no no you can't ban this music they don't actually believe in satan or something i i just imagine in his youth that was a crusade he had to fight mm-hmm. so when 30 years later as like a father some little kid was like did you know this he just like it triggered something in his mind and he was just like no not at all i was like i'm, I'm a kid you could have just let me say yeah, that like, well you could have just been a little bit more chill about it but i do like the idea in like 30 years you're driving around like some kid for some reason i don't know why Presumably, he said you're not gonna have kids and he's just like i heard that watch the throne stood for watch the throne of satan's almightiness <laughs> Yeah, and for some reason, other than thinking that's kind of cute and funny, I turn around and berate the child. <laughs> you make him walk the rest of the way. <laughs> Stupid fucking little baby. But yeah, adults were cool when you were kids. They're pretty dope, man. I also remember hearing a friend's parents once tell their kid that they were never allowed to show displeasure. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is a random thing to bring up, but okay, let's I unpack just, this I dark shit. I thought about it. I was just thinking about it. I, like, the kid said, like, oh, man. And she was like, you can't say that. I was like, I remember asking her. I was like, wait, why not? Man isn't a curse word or, like, crap or anything bad. Mm. And she was like, basically, from what I understood from that conversation, I don't know. It was that he should never show displeasure. <laughs> That's, um... That's what I came out understanding. I don't know if I really understood her argument or if my child mind couldn't understand at what level this mom was working at. I mean, that makes sense. You were a pretty dumb kid. You thought that Kiss stood for night and Satan's service. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry for keeping getting us off theme. Wait, what's our theme? No such thing as a free lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you ever gotten a free lunch? Have you ever gotten a coupon to like Chipotle? Yeah, I think I have. I've gotten birthday stuff before, and uh, I've certainly gotten free dinners. And I've certainly mm. gotten free lunches whenever I interviewed for grad school. Honestly, my tip for everyone who's thinking about applying for the grad school, first of all, don't. Um, don't go to grad school. <laughs> but second of all, apply for as many places as you can apply to with that you have money for. And specifically for places where you know you're going to get to the interview stage because you can make your money back, baby. They are going to whine and dine you, bro. <laughs> if it's $100 <laughs> for that app, you can make that up easy during an interview trip. <laughs> Wait, did they play for the pay for the plane ride as well? Yep. 
So that was three fifty right there just for me to come to California. Damn, good pro tip. Do you ever do the interview process just so you can get a free lunch on the college's dime while interviewing? Uh, oh yeah, for sure. They'll cover you. You keep the receipt and they'll reimburse you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Except for alcohol. Well, I mean, you know, you just ask the waitress to put it down to three cokes. I was about to say, that's when you do that really cool thing, like that one uh, DoorDash restaurant that like names all of their drinks, like hamburger or whatever, to make it look on your company receipt like you're just getting a hamburger. That seems illegal, right? <laughs> that seems fraudulent. <laughs> no, I think that's one of those things where like the judge would look at that and be like, man, that's whimsical. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about They'd the They'd be like, Adrian, clause. you had six hamburgers for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> with dinner on top of your entree <laughs> with a pasta carbonara <laughs> <laughs> get the pasta carbonara it's six hamburgers <laughs> <laughs> i did i did forget about how every u.s statute does have the whimsy clause yeah, incorporated so. into it yeah what about does it count as a free lunch when you order a when you order a Bloody Mary and it has all that bullshit on top? Ooh, well, see, that's the epitome of the free lunch concept, right? Because the free lunch was to get people going to bars. If you bought one drink, you'd get a free lunch that was normally just like a shitty little sandwich. But it was a way to entice people to come in and drink and then hopefully get more drinks afterward. Or it wasn't just usually a sandwich. It was usually something particularly salty to make them want to drink more. Um, mm. The obvious point about that being that they charged more for the beers. so. That's how they made that money back. Aren't yeah. tapas originally free in Spain? Like the idea was you would come in and drink and the tapas would just be going around and everybody would just kind of grab one here and there as they would come through. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Okay. That Which is right. crazy because in the US, tapas are very expensive, much some of the most dude. expensive food you could get. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. I, I think I've heard somewhere before. I could be off base. I'm not going to research it. What podcast do you think you're listening to? Yeah. I know that dim sum was made for like part of like tea time of just like snacks to have while drinking tea but i don't think it was ever like a free thing mm. um but in terms of going back to your uh bloody mary thing where it has like a whole fried chicken on top of it obviously you're paying more for that bloody mary than you are for the uh you know no i think you're just getting a bloody <laughs> mary the fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> so when you hunt something you don't consider that a free lunch because you that's... pay for the gun you have to pay for the bullets the time you're going and off the time, to go hunt. yeah you have to pay for the uh, emotional trauma of having to hold that deer under the water until the bubble stopped. You have to pay for your crimes when the deer's child grows up and <laughs> does a training montage to come and get revenge on you. <laughs> you get an antler to the stomach. You get an antler to the stomach. You got to pay in social cachet whenever the internet finds that picture of you with the dead lion you killed on your safari to Africa. Ooh, that's true. And you true. get in trouble and lose your dental practice. Mm -hmm. And then you have to scream up to the sky, Why, Cecil? I thought you were my ultimate trophy. But now you gotta become, become like a conservative talk demon. radio host to make up the money. Did he really? No, but oh. that's usually what happens to people like that. I don't know if he did, actually. <clears throat> no, I remember, I think we talked about this on another episode. I think Cecil the Lion's Killer killed another, like, animal that's in Africa. That's true. Like, yeah, that was a third segment ago. that we ended up not using. Yeah, there's, it's, also, it's also a weird thing where, like, part of the uh, Wikipedia page for no such thing as a free lunch is uh, people trying to prove it wrong and people talking about like even on the scale of like the earth is a closed system so the second law of thermodynamics and like yada 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 and i was like who is who's taking the time to think about this <laughs> why would anybody i don't know it seems like something i would have only put time into thinking about for this podcast or as a child when i thought i was really clever for 
deciding that I decided the answer to if a tree falls in the woods mm. and nobody heard it, did it really make a sound? Did you did you think that you fu- you fucked the game up because you did it about how sound is perception or something like that, and so if no one's around to perceive it? My favorite one is the uh, the British cone. Um, like what is the sound of one hand clapping? I think is that's a British mm. cone, right? What's British cone mean? I thought that was like a question they asked monks and made them think about it for a while. Not a British cone, <laughs> uh, a Buddhist cone. Um, and uh, uh, in sixth grade, yeah, my friend uh, Ben had very lanky, flimsy hands and could actually do a very convincing clap with one hand by just flapping his hand. <laughs> and so he really liked answering that question. Yeah. So he would answer that question and he'd be like, oh, also Obama's uh, the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. I never got my $50 from him. <laughs> Hashtag Ben, give me those $50. Hashtag Ben Schaefer, give me those goddamn $50 you owe me. Mm-hmm. And plus interest. Plus interest. At this point, you were supposed to give them to me at the end of Obama's term. We, we're now past Trump's term. So for those of you who don't know in the audience... Ben Schaefer, Lexington, South Carolina, <laughs> owes me $50 because he bet me that money when Obama got elected to his first term, whether or not America was going to be a hellscape by the end of his either first or second term, if he got a second term. And um, at the end of the second term, he never paid up. Mm. So Ben Schaefer doesn't pay on his debts. A liar and a scoundrel. That's true. Man, First one of and foremost, one of multiple people we knew who uh, openly called Obama the Antichrist. <laughs> Isn't that so funny in retrospect? He thought rad. he was the literal Antichrist. He showed me the most racist video <laughs> in the world I'd ever seen, which was a bunch of like Muslim people praying, and somebody just superimposed like sub like subtitles to what they were praying about. It was just like Obama destroy the West. <laughs> with like the <laughs> subtitles, like Oh Obama, we pray to you to destroy the. <laughs> the the west and to burn america to the ground or something i was like you know those are lying that's not what they're saying in that video it's just a lie <laughs> yeah growing up in the south was cool yeah it's pretty rad pretty uh, rad okay yeah so anytime you've gotten a free lunch poll oh when people have paid for me okay um, back in the day chipotle actually used to be very easy to get free burrito tickets mm. for they ended that a while ago, but I used to go on their website all the time. They would have a flash game. You would pay it, and you'd get a free thing for a free burrito. And I would do that once every couple of months. And it just dude, never that's not a to bad like deal, stop. dude. Chipotle burritos, like even if you're just talking about leave flavor out of it, just calories per freeness. That's a good, that's a good bargain. Ooh, um, I've been kind of like teasing Dorley in the same way that she would tease me in a really stupid way, where when she was unemployed. Uh, and anytime I talked about work, she'd be like, huh, yeah, good job being a slave to capitalism. Uh, and so now that she has to go back to work because her unemployment benefits are gone, um, uh, I've been making jokes like that whenever she talks about work. And I think uh, I've realized that the fundamental issue between me and Dorley is that the way that we handle life being shitty is that she decides to be delusional. And I just can't handle that because <laughs> uh, at one point she was like, yeah, I mean, we're basically all equals at my work. And I was like, don't you have like a boss? And he's like, yeah, but it's just the one boss. And then everybody else is basically equal. So like, we're basically all equals. <laughs> and then I was talking it's about a number. Thing <laughs> well, there's only one boss. It's not 50 percent boss. Well, there's only one person with absolute control over me. So. <laughs> uh, and I think when I said something about I can't remember what I said about yeah her being like a slave to capital or something, she was like, uh, well, I don't know. It's not. I mean, I think it's pretty good. He, you know, he pays for my meals. 
wait what and so yeah she apparently like she just like in the little food truck area where she works in she works in one of them she can he'll pay for like her lunch every day when she works wherever she wants to go and so yeah How? it's not it's not a it's not a capital hellhole a capitalist hellhole Does anymore she- does she not understand that's just a supplement to her salary? Only worse, <laughs> however much that meal is worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't even bring up the point that my meals were also free when I worked at my first job at Tokyo Grill. Um. All right, you want to jump into the articles? All right, yeah, let's do it. All right. <laughs> we're back to Caroline Hacks. I feel like she has a question for everything. <laughs> mm. I, I bring her in a lot. Not not that she's a very boring answerer, but yeah. a lot of questions that fit a lot of themes. Dear Caroline. For the holidays this year, my mother was torn about her regular gig, volunteering at a local community center serving as a soup kitchen. She has volunteered there for many years for the less fortunate. My mother ultimately decided never to return to the soup kitchen. She said she saw many local residents partaking of the feast last year who she knew were not poor. Mm. She was angry and resented her neighbors for doing something clearly unprincipled. So my mother decided to forego the good work which clearly gave her pleasure year after year because of the unethical acts of others. I see this as a dilemma. Should she have continued the volunteer work despite anger at her neighbors who are taking advantage of others' kindness? Sign J. I don't know if this is going to resonate as like a clear picture for the audience, but Paul's eyebrows cumulatively traveled about a mile during that question, <laughs> just going <laughs> up and down while he was reading it emphatically. <laughs> um. Is charity is giving someone a free lunch? Is it about the giver or the receiver, Adrian? Oof. Um. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think. Well. Yeah, I don't think I care if people. Because I think the assumption in on in a in a normal uh analysis of this right would be that they're taking resources from someone who needs it. So it would only be an issue if they like ran out of food at the end of the day, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a big deal to me. Also, I feel like this is one of those things where you have to end up asking. It's like whenever everybody who's ever worked a grocery store job has some story about like, and she came in wearing 50 pieces of Gucci, driving a Mercedes, and then she paid with EBT. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah. That's the big thing about anybody who's on welfare having an iPhone. Yeah. And it's like, do you really know their situation as well as you think you do? Because mm, maybe that Mercedes was leased by a scummy person who convince them to get a nicer car than they need on lease and maybe that gucci is fake like wh- whenever people will pretend to know other people's business it's so disingenuous mm-hmm. and in this case does she know that those people that she knows about town who aren't poor enough to deserve food like who would choose to eat at a soup? I, I mean i've never been to a soup kitchen i don't think the food is as good as what i could make at home mm-hmm. is my guess now maybe i don't know maybe they make a mean turkey at this soup kitchen maybe but I I feel like if they're going, they might need it. <laughs> like, I, I don't think that food is better than what somebody with a little budget and a nice kitchen at home could make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, maybe I don't have the read on the situation. Hmm. How would you feel if someone who you knew, uh, let's say like a mutual friend of ours, uh, capitalized on one of those signs? Let's say Ben Schaefer. Let's say Ben Schaefer. And he would do this, I know. Um, <laughs> let's say that he was cap capitalizing on one of those signs that says like uh at a, at a laundromat if or not a laundromat at like a dry cleaners where it's like if you're homeless and need a suit to do a job interview we'll clean it for free mm. what do you think if he went up there with his like you know regular clothes on and just dropped off a suit because he wanted to get it clean for free and he was like i'm that? homeless baby doll he <laughs> was like i'm homeless 
I am homeless. I am not gay. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, keep my nose out of other people's business thing that I have going on, but I don't mm. know I would care enough. I would definitely not start a vendetta and refuse and refuse to volunteer to help For that. homeless people's clothing because <laughs> yeah. he got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the core of the question is, should she reprimand her mom? Which is like, probably not. Your mom feels how she feels about it. But like, yeah. is this a good thing to do? Nah, she should probably, like, if she was, you know, playing with a full moral deck here, she would probably just let it slide. I think that's true. Now, Adrian, what if you saw your enemy come into the soup kitchen? Ooh, what, what if do? I saw George Costanza come into the soup kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> You're ladle in the soup. What you do? You know, this is this is a good what would what would you do? Because I've had this happen before where um, I was working at Trader Joe's. Someone came through my line with a bottle of wine. She came through my line because she knew me because we were in a class together. And she knew that I knew that she was a sophomore, maybe a freshman and that she was too young to drink. And so I was faced with the moral dilemma of like, I either just ring her through and let her go through um, with, I think, a fake ID. Um, or uh, I like call her out and I'm like, I, I know you're young. <laughs> you're like a, a freshman in college. I don't know if that's exactly the equivalent to it because it's not my enemy, but it was just one of those weird things where I really felt put on the spot. But I knew enough about her to be like, she's clearly not one of those like government agents they send in to make sure that you're checking IDs. So I just let her through. Mm, I think that's a good thing to do. But she wasn't your enemy. But shout out to you. She Andrew. wasn't my enemy. I, I had neutral feelings about her. Also, who knows they're going to get away with buying alcohol from someone and gets a bottle of wine and not like a something of white stronger. wine too. Okay, so this was a white woman. Yeah, yeah, it was. But if my enemy came in, that's uh, that's one of those things where I think um my I think you're right. I think my assumption would be anyone who's there feels like they need to be there. And if my enemy was at a low point where they were getting a free meal, maybe in an embarrassing way for a traditional person to uh, seek out charity like that, I wouldn't try and punch them while they're already down. How do you feel about? <laughs> I'm just going back to the to the beginning segment where we just talk about nothing. How do you feel about all those horrible stories about kids that like work as like 10 year olds to like use a lemonade stand to pay off the student debt for lunch oh, yeah. payments for uh, like a middle school? Mm -hmm. How, dude, what a dystopian world we live in. I think it's pretty cool. How else are those kids going to learn to be ruthless capitalists? I don't know if I ever saw anyone use it, but it was common knowledge in our school, right? That like if you had no money and no way to pay for something they were still obliged to make you like a peanut butter sandwich or something like they they it was mandated yeah, that they so. couldn't let you not eat anything during lunch yeah yeah i think that was true i didn't even think it was that i thought like you could just go through any of the lines that weren't the deluxe line and they would just give you the regular meal i don't think so no i think they had a purposefully like shittier meal that they gave you that sucked man yeah. what is wrong with this world <laughs> like yeah i think there was um there was a story i forget what school it came out of but there was a guy who tried to pay off all the debt at a public school for every student who had it and they refused to allow it that's ridiculous what, what are they what lesson are they teaching those kids i think it was like literally about how these kids need to learn to pay off their debt and some of them are doing it on purpose so we don't want you to pay off everybody's debt like the principal <sighs> took a hard line stance people are the fucking worst i'll scrounge up the article so we can link it in the uh description but i, I feel like i very distinctly remember that no happening. i definitely i've definitely heard that before too um yeah, but in terms of what to actually do in this situation, I think just, you know, it's whatever. What what are you going to do? You're going to slap your mom in the face and go, wake yourself up, damn it, woman. Do the right thing and shake her by the collar. 
I mean, if you really were that concerned about this situation, couldn't you just replace her? Couldn't you just take over her shifts? <laughs> I also, I don't think your mom's, like, integral to this operation. It'll be fine. If That's mom true. feels some way about it, like, I'm yeah. sure it'll work out. Now, I, you'd probably have a more of, like, a moral reason to to get your mom to do it if she was, like, funding it and refused to fund it anymore or was, like integral like she was the manager or the head cook but i assume your mom was just ladling bullshit like it's fine they'll find someone else mm -hmm. they'll find someone else to like like to take the chips out of the chip Damn. bag and put them on the plate i can't double roast orly in an episode but that was another one of the things that annoyed me so much was like her commitment to believing her managers at like king super would be like this place couldn't run without you and i'd be like this is king super store 1045 <laughs> what are you talking about why are you saying that like you believe it she thought if she left King Super, they would crumble. Yeah, she was like, if they don't have me as a produce manager, my manager said they won't survive. I'd and she you. was right. What's, where's that King Super's now, Adrian? I think I'm good on this yeah. one. It's a pretty simple question. I'm sure pretty Caroline's going to have some lukewarm shit to say about it. Let's see Caroline knock this one out of the park and into Adrian's anus. I felt unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> If you want an answer about your mother, then it's this. She should have done what's right for her. When the volunteer work stopped being meaningful to her, that was an appropriate time for a change. Setting her anger aside and continuing the volunteer work would have been appropriate too, as would quitting because someone wore a purple sweater to the dinner and she hates purple sweaters. Seriously, there are better and lesser angels involved for sure, but the prerogative was and remains fully hers. If you want an answer about charity, then it's this. Beware of certainties about who's not poor. It's a lot like believing you know what's going on in someone else's marriage. You may see a lot of information on display, and you may have a reasonable ability to put two and two together, but you don't know. Plus resentment of people for taking what is given, and specifically attaching harsh moral judgments to what is and isn't deserved, is to my mind a far bigger societal ill than the occasional misplaced handout. With the risk that someone unworthy will take advantage really more serious, more worthy of preventative action than the risk that someone in need won't get served. That's the calculation people make when they pull back on volunteering and reel in safety nets over fears of abuse, and it's not humanity's best side. So your mom's shoulder angel might whisper, honor the purpose of the day, even if others don't. Or just go for it. Maybe it's time to look beyond this one day to a cause that accomplishes more. But such advice is ultimately for ourselves. I thought it was a fine answer. It was it was pretty boring in the typical Caroline Hacks way. But I will say I do like the uh, the paradigm through which she viewed answering it with mm. the uh, devil on one shoulder, angel on another. What would Nick do? Lens. I feel like we should bring that into more columns. The devil angel Ooh, paradigm. Are you uh, proposing a new, uh, new theme for next time? Mm, devil on one shoulder, angel on the other. Mm. That would be a good theme, right? That'd be cool, yeah. Questions where the person has like an easy out versus like should they do the right thing that kind of reminds me of one of our early columns about the person who'd lied about being a rock star that i really yeah liked. yeah yeah okay cool you want to head into your column buddy sure is that all you have to say about that one i think yeah yeah i think i'm good with that one too all right speaking of early episodes we are going back to episode one with this one this Hola, is papi? no other guesses well the mommy um, so this is all the way back to episode one, Sacramento News and Review, my local paper. And I actually can get this one in hard copy if I want. Invasion of the Lemon Snatchers is the title, and it's written, of course, by Joey Garcia. The article was published on February 18th, 2010. Question. 
I arrived home from work to find three adults in my front yard filling plastic bags with lemons that had fallen from my trees. I was furious because they were trespassing. I also got scared because when I parked in the driveway, they didn't even blink an eye. I got out of the car and calmly asked them to get off my property. One woman apologized, but said it appeared as if I didn't need the fruit because it had been lying there for a while. This freaked me out, because it was obvious that they had been watching my house. I live alone, and though my neighborhood is safe, there is an apartment building nearby that is really ghetto. I keep replaying the incident in my head, and although I thought I did the right thing, now I wonder if I should have been more generous. What do you think? Um, no. First off, people can't eat goddamn lemons, so this isn't like a feeding themselves thing, and it's... I mean, if you weren't gonna use the lemons, who gives a shit? But if you were gonna use those lemons, like make a delicious lemon meringue pie... On the ones that are just on the floor? Oh, they were just on the floor? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were picking them from his tree. In my front yard, filling plastic bags with lemons that had fallen from my trees. Yeah, he should have been more generous. If he wasn't going to use those lemons, man, come on. So, specifically because I'm from this area, and, like, I know Sacramento, and I know Davis, and I know people who, like, have lemon trees in their backyard, there's no goddamn way you're using all the lemons that a lemon tree produces if it's a mature tree. Yeah, no, this guy was being unreasonable. He should have, uh, unless there was a fenced-in area and it was weird that yeah, they hopped his fence. That that's true. That being said, normally in Davis, which is much more of a small community, people kind of organize, like, uh, if you guys want to come get lemons, I'm going to have a whole basket of them in my front yard this time. Come get them. Mm. And I could see if they would prefer to have that than have people just coming into his yard and picking lemons. Yeah. In which case, I mean, I could understand why somebody who lived nearby and was walking by every day would be like, I don't think he's going to use those lemons. I'm just going to bring a bag and just saunter like five feet over to the right and grab them. Yeah. I I don't think that that's unreasonable. I guess it depends kind of on the layout of his property and whether it seemed like they effortfully like were, you know, like if they had to crane their neck to see the lemons or Mm -hmm. had to like go through a fence. Versus like if it's just 10 feet into his yard that anybody can walk by on a sidewalk The other thing that I know about this kind of stuff is that if you don't use those lemons and people don't take those lemons, it's going to really attract rats. Mm. So also just good to get them out of there. Um, How do you feel about the idea of people from that ghetto apartment complex coming to take lemons? Yeah, I I didn't like that part when he called the people ghetto. That did seem very telling of some sort of classist thing going on here. Yeah. I really would have agreed with him in so many situations, but it seems like this might just be a weird person who's overly controlling about something they were going to waste. I was annoyed. as like, if you're going to pick my lemons, at least pull your pants up. You know what I mean? But that being said, he was putting all the lemons in his cargo pants, so they were sagging. But I'm not sure which one came first. Uh, is this one of those columns where we're going to find out it's a person doing like a fake media question to trick the author and it's really the lemon stealing whores uh, porn video? What? <laughs> you ever heard of this? No. What? Google lemon stealing whores. It's like a weird porn video that is famous for having the weirdest, most random plot line of all time, which is a prostitute is stealing lemons from somebody's backyard and he punishes her. No, lemon, Google lemon stealing or it's hey, and like, Paul, really quick. Uh, Google something for me, penisland.com. <laughs> and the entire plot of the video is him like, how dare you take the lemons? Apologize for stealing my lemons, you whore. That's just like, it's a very funny video. We'll link that in the uh, description of this. Lots to link well. in this epi- in this episode. Uh, okay. Any other thoughts? 
I think, like I said before, take the 10 minutes to like pick up the lemons every day, put them in a basket, put them next to your mailbox, let people take them. Yeah. That solves the issue of them being in your space. 10 minutes a day? How many lemons are falling off these trees a Bro, day? That's what I'm saying. You do not realize how much lemons a mature tree produces, dude. Yeah. Also, why are you not using these lemons? That's what I'm saying. Get, get all the local rap scallions and little kids over, and you they bring baseball bats, and you 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 pitch fastballs at them, and they gotta and they gotta destroy these lemons. I like where you're going. I was gonna ask you to do a Bubba Gump and try and list in succession as many lemon things as you could, uh, as many lemon dishes as you could think of. Create a ball pit with all you and your neighbors out of just lemons. That would be viral YouTube content right there. You make mm. your money back easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Write numbers on every lemons and throw a little bingo party where you pull out a lemon and you're like, number 32. Damn, those are all really good ideas. Yeah. A lot of different ways you could lose these, use these lemons. I mean, when life gives you lemons, shit, I can't remember the rest. Can't think of anything to make. <laughs> <laughs> Just ball pits. Just ball pits. There is. That, that's is that it? When life gives you lemons, do do goofy do, do goofy, goofy make them ups. Do goofy ups. Do goofy make ups. <laughs> Ooh, make a potato gun, but make it a lemon gun. Ooh. All right. Cool. You ready for the answer from Joey? Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've since we've heard from Joey, but I feel like I remember from episode one that I thought she was a pretty reasonable person. So, a female Joey. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> These are difficult economic times. Remember, this is from 2010. So, the housing crisis. These are difficult economic times. Lemons are expensive, and the fruit was going to waste. But if one of the harvesters had injured herself while picking fruit in your front yard, you would be liable. Oh my god, she's gonna do this classic American bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck yourself. If one of the lemons is moldy and they get sick, they can sue you. Shut up. So I fucking hate people. So instead of criticizing how you handled the situation, focus your attention on how to become an icon of abundance in the future. If you choose to pick the lemons yourself, you can give the fruit to a local food closet, share it with your coworkers and neighbors, or leave lunch-sized bags of fruit close to the sidewalk with a sign that says, Free Lemons, and Please Do Not Pick Your Own. Tell your neighbors about Wait, your- Wait, how would that be different than her thing about how they could sue them? He could- they could- any of those other people could still sue him. <laughs> No, no, no. She said they could see if they got injured while picking up lemons. I thought she said if it was moldy. That's what I said. Oh, okay. I was making a little jokey joke. You know I like to do that from time to time, Paul. Gotcha, gotcha. My bad. I thought that was really absurd. Tell your neighbors about your unexpected visitors and ask them to alert you to the presence of anyone around your home. You should be able to relax a bit, knowing that neighbors are watching out for you. And, of course, you can always relocate the trees... Or erect a fence as long as you accept that neither action is a guarantee of your protection. He could relocate the trees? How much effort is that? That seems like a lot of money and effort. What the fuck are you talking about right now, Joey? Safety is best understood as an internal experience, not an external one. Wait, what? That's not true at all. I I don't even care to explain my point. I think uh, bold-facedly, that is just obviously not true. Uh, okay, Paul, I think that's good for that column, too. Are you ready for a third saggy? I am, buddy. What I have for you is one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, quite a bit. Okay, it turns out I was able to come up with 20 of these, so there's a lot. We can kind of zoom through them if we need to, but uh, it's a real simple ranking that we're going to do for our third segment. We're going to be ranking all of the items that you can get at restaurants or perhaps other locations for free. These are food and drink items. And uh, let's get into it, Paul. 
Okay. First one up. I don't know if uh, these city slickers over in California know this, because I think this isn't true for us. But back in South Carolina, every five guys has a big barrel of free peanuts. Yeah, which has ended since COVID. So many great free things have ended since COVID. You'll see that a couple of times in, in some of these. Um, You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I was always excited to get them, but I don't know if they were actually that good. They just tasted like regular peanuts. They were just peanuts. roasted peanuts. They weren't like boiled yeah. peanuts or anything like that. And regular peanuts don't do that much for me. I was about to say, I would say like D tier. I don't like the mess that it yeah. causes. How did they handle that? Was you just, just? I think C tier. I'm a little bit less negative. Like I still enjoyed them. There was something whimsical about getting to pull peanuts out of a big bucket of peanuts with your meal. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next one. Heavy hitter, Olive Garden salad and breadsticks. S tier, baby. Ain't no question about it. S tier, Paul. You're going straight to it. You're, this is yeah. the precedent. This is the this is the mark. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, it's obviously S <laughs> tier. That shit slaps. That's, that that shit goes crazy. Is so good. And those breadsticks Dude, are out of control. Those breadsticks are fucking wild. I think I read today when I was looking this stuff up that they sell 700 million a year, which seems ridiculous. <laughs> And that salad, it's like, dude, I've had, like, salads from, like, I don't know what it is. I've like, paid I under- for salads that aren't as good as that salad, where they just keep putting the cheese on it and the pepper on it. It's great. <laughs> I've, like, and it's like everything else at Olive Garden, I've had better versions of everything else. Somehow the salad and the they bread They perfected stick. the free items. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you get the chicken carbonara and you're like, what the fuck is this oily bullshit? Oh, no, no, no. That's why you go with Adrian's girlfriend in high school where her favorite food in the entire world was the Zupa Toscana from Olive Garden. So she's got a bowl of soup and then could just eat breadsticks and salad to her heart's content. Dude, last time I went to Olive Garden was weirdly recently. And that's the soup everybody there got. They were all so excited to have it. I didn't know about <laughs> this. Apparently that's the Yo, star. It's a soup. phenomenon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy man people know people out here know yeah the people in the people know that's all i'm saying the people know all right next one another iconic one from outback steakhouse the honey wheat bushman bread which is apparently the official name of the bread i think it was good bread i don't have very emotional ties to this oh um, you never like as a kid like perplexed by like this deep dark brown bread my mom didn't take me to out, but my parents weren't out backstage, so I didn't experience it till college. I think was the first time that was I their date night spot. So they're like, "We're not taking Paul to fucking." No, they just weren't really like fast casual or like sit down chain place people. Yeah. Other than Olive Garden and Applebee's, those were the two places. God, it's so funny. My parents were so anti Applebee's. So I don't know. I, I would say C tier two. C tier two. I'll put it there with um. What was the first item we talked about? Peanuts of five guys. Yeah, the peanuts. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to give it a C tier. I don't think it's particularly amazing. It's okay. Got a slightly different flavor I, 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 It is oddly moist bread. Like, it's nice moist bread. Yeah. Get some butter on there. It's good. I mean, if they ever start doing the Bloomin' Onion as a free item, I'm going to go in there every fucking day. But Next one. Texas Roadhouse rolls with cinnamon butter. I don't know about this. I haven't ever been to a Texas Roadhouse. Really? They pretty yeah. iconic, pretty big in the um you're going to notice that the top of this is going to be a little bread heavy because obviously one of the main things you get for free at any restaurant is just bread, but mm-hmm. so these are kind of like they kind of boil down to the specifics of it where Outback has like a slightly it's all very kind of Yeah, are you going to do like the cheddar biscuits everybody loves from uh what are hey, from can you, uh, can you do you want to just live in the moment? For well, a second? I was going to tell you that I've never had those either. God damn it. Okay, well I should have done this with Phil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every one of them has a slight difference to them. They're all basically pretty sweet to appease the American palate, but this is kind of a, sp- a particularly buttery 
sweet cinnamony roll, um, mm. which is interesting because it's supposed to start your meal, but it's almost it's I mean, it's basically a dessert at that point. Yeah, I can imagine it. But I think to be fair, I need to keep it unranked on mine. All right. I think for me, I'm going to give it a C tier. I'm not super huge on sweet bread. Yeah. I, imagining what you said, I would probably. I also don't really like cinnamon that much. I would imagine to me it would be lower than the uh, than the Outback bread because I like that the Outback bread, even though it's sweet, it's more of a textural thing that it's nice and soft that mm-hmm. I enjoy about it. Okay, so we're going to do a U for unranked by Paul. Next up, for any of your local taquerias, chips and salsa. A tier. I mean, I as long as they're thin and just, yeah, I mean, chips and salsa is great, man. Like, what can you say? The people know. Uh, I feel like this is going to be like our Thanksgiving one where I, I completely agree. A tier. Not like incredible. Very few places I've ever been to where I've been like blown away by the chips and salsa. So usually just a pretty solid A tier, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I think I like it more than bread and that's why it's beat out the bread item. How do you feel about an opinion that one person once told me? I like Moe's better than Chipotle because Chipotle makes you pay for the chips. Oh, I agree with that. I think Moe's, yeah, no, that's not a bad opinion. I think it's a wrong opinion. Chipotle's chips are so much better. Like the lime zest and the salt on it goes They're crazy. so much better, but They're it's just so like- so much better. At the end of the day, where are, you know, sometimes you enjoy actually having, like, you enjoy the reasonableness of it, mm-hmm. of not feeling ripped off. Oh, you get that free burrito? You buy your chips and salsa? Uh, that's what I did. I would even pay for the guac Get sometime. that queso? Go a little brazy. Oof, man. All right, cool. All right, yeah, I think solid A tier. Uh, I don't know about you in terms of your salsa choices. I'm a big uh, tomatillo salsa guy, so love a good salsa verde. Yeah, I switch it up. Uh, I know here in Charlotte, there's a local uh, place called Sabor's, which I always really like. They have oh, I think you took me there. Yeah, they have a pineapple uh, habanero that's really good. Ooh, okay. Um, but other than that, I'm usually switching it up at most places. Okay. Next one, and this might be another one you never had before. At certain Thai restaurants, you can get pickled or fresh daikon. I'm going to say, I mean, I guess this is one that depends on the place because I've been some places where it's not great. And I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm actually, I'm thinking about the daikon that comes as kimchi at Korean places. So maybe mm, this isn't fair. Yeah, but I will say um, the daikon kimchi when I get it at Korean places is S tier. It's incredible. I've only ever gotten fresh daikon before, and at that point, it's kind of like jicama, so I would give it like a C. It's pretty flavorless, water, solid. Oh, uh, okay. But Paul giving out an official S rank. And then here's one that I'm sure you're not expecting, Paul. Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits. <laughs> like I said, I've never had it, so... Ridiculous. Uh, gonna... It's S tier. It's That shit's S tier, bro. That That's S tier. I need to go to Red Lobster. You can also just like go to a grocery store and get the mix to to make it. Um, it's that popular that they they've now just. Is it good though? Is the mix as good as the what they make in the place? I don't know. I think Phil made it for me once when we were drunk. Um, speaking of which, uh, one of the few times I've had the Cheddar Bay biscuits was Phil requested Red Lobster for his birthday dinner, so I took him or for his birthday lunch, so I took him out to Red Lobster, and Dorley and her partner at the time came with me. And they came just to eat the free biscuits and then left. <laughs> well, Phil oh and I actually God. ate dinner. Fucking trashy ass people. <laughs> How did you stand that without being offended for the server? Oh, I didn't care because I bought food and I gave her a tip. So like, I was like, yeah, sorry oh. about those people. I don't know who they are. But uh... but that's what I mean. Just feeling like responsible for them, like giving you the evil eye, like just that feeling of judgment. 
Well, you know, she's not make she's not making money per biscuit. You know, <laughs> she's not making commission. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, that was an actual move they did. They said happy birthday to Phil and got out of there. <laughs> All right, biscuits and corn muffins from Cracker Barrel. Ooh, ooh! They give you both with a spread of butters and jams. You know, I feel weird because I feel like I'm making a really lopsided list that's like really bad or really good. I want to give this an A tier, but I think I think I can edge it onto a B tier just to fill up B tier since nothing has gone there. I was going to say B for biscuit. They're they're okay. Cracker yeah. Barrel's nothing to write home about, but they're pretty solid. I think Cracker Barrel's the type of place where I only have good memories at. So that m- makes you want to push it up to A, but B is like perfectly fair for how good those biscuits are. All right, let's keep moving because we've got a big list. Here's the first one that I actually haven't had that I'm hoping you've had. Otherwise, we're just going to have to unrank for both of us. But it's the it, I'm familiar with the, the dish in general. Carabas bread with herbed dipping oil. I have not had it. Have you been to any Italian restaurant that gives you free like balsamic uh, vinegar yes. to put into oil? And then, yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a I, I would fan give that. It. That's another B to A tier kind of vague area thing. Um, I think I'd give it an A tier. I just feel fancy while eating it. <laughs> sure i'll i'll put it at a i'll put it at a too For the because general it's, it, it, it's really the olive oil isn't gonna i mean you know olive oil has a big price differential but i'll say that it's often just olive oil the balsamic is where they can really get you balsamic good really herbs. good balsamic is yeah. delicious really meh balsamic is meh also um this is a big thing at <laughs> talking about the flight deck plaza again when there was briefly an olive oil store there um, the big thing is that you could try olive oils with like pieces of bread with, um, mm-hmm. or yeah, yeah. With a little bit of balsamic and herbs. Remember that time we went to the, uh, olive oil place near you on not Rosewood. What street did you live on? Um, I was in divine maybe at that point. Yeah. And the, one with Justin, there was a, the duplex. There, yeah. 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 Um, there was the olive oil place and in the back they had balsamics that they served you with ice cream to sample. Mm-hmm. And that was delightful. That was really good. Yeah. All right, Paul, are you hungry for more? Always, buddy. Fortune cookies. Have they gotten worse since childhood? Or have I gotten more discerning? Have I gotten more discerning? It also is a thing with a huge amount of variance. Because this isn't like a chain restaurant with a specific thing, every place gives you fortune cookies and distrib- or has different distributors. Sometimes you can get a really nice lemony fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. And other times it just is like stale cardboard. And then also... Sometimes they have good fortunes that are actually fortunes, and sometimes they just said something like true and obvious, like be nice to people. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> sometimes you open up a fortune cookie and it's just like, today was a good day. I was like, that's the past, homie. Like, today has <laughs> happened. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're saying to me. And that always pisses me off. I'm going to give that a solid B. There's something whimsical about it, but sometimes I don't look forward to them because they do taste kind of like nothing they damn taste it. like sawdust I was, I was also going b tier on this one so i think we're matching again <laughs> damn it adrian we can't keep being the same <laughs> i think it's crazy to me that i don't know I, actually so it's one of those things where i don't remember having a strong idea of it as a child of being like ah fortune cookies quintessential chinese culture clearly they were made in china and not by a guy in san diego in the 40s or whatever <laughs> like I yeah when people correct you on that i was like did we did yeah, i it's always to be like, did we think that they were <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't think I had a thought about it before. I didn't. <laughs> I wasn't going That's to awful. like Chinese exchange students being like, this is your culture, right? <laughs> this is all you guys. <laughs> no, that's so true. That is something people correct you on where you're like, I'm not. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't think I ever really thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) If you asked me the question straight up, I probably would have assumed like, yeah, it was probably is an American invention. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, if you'd asked me the question, I would have just thought, oh, if you're asking me the question, clearly it's American. That's the only way it would be interesting enough to have that question. Um, Okay, so here's another one where I've never had it, but I've had the general food before. So we're gonna do another one of those carabas at Gilligan's, potentially a chain, potentially in South Carolina only. It's a seafood restaurant that gives out free hush puppies. Um, I've had hush puppies a couple places. Most notably, my biggest experience with them are the Clemson Dining Hall and mm. and Cookout. You get hush puppies at Cookout? I've gotten them a couple times. Yeah, they're pretty all right. All right. What's what's the origin in the name? What's that about? You know, I'm not sure, but I will tell you that one of my roommates, I remember being very disappointed because we went to Cookout and he ordered the hush puppies, thinking that they were pigs in a blanket. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> which i that love is that because like i don't i don't know why but it makes sense to me it that makes sense that, and something not only about that, that word hush puppy does kind of reminisce ideas of pigs in a blanket not only that but it's one of those things where like the best hush puppy in the world is not going to be as good as the worst pig in a blanket <laughs> <laughs> um but i remember trading him because i liked the cookout hush puppy so i was like oh you can have my fries and he was like yeah i had the first one of these i thought they were nasty I'm like yeah we can trade yeah i'm a good friend like that um, I don't know. I, I would give it a C tier. That's that's a okay. C or D tier, maybe. Yeah, I gave it a C tier. All right. I'm getting into some more of my kooky ideas after I thought about this for way longer than I should have. By the way, side note, if anyone wants to email me the best way to Google this, I could not figure out a way to make lists of this Googleable. It was all whenever you like type in like complimentary foods at restaurants, like an article that was like, download the app for these restaurants and you'll get a free meal. None of it was like, <laughs> here are the iconic like free things that you get at restaurants or whatever. Uh, which is very annoying. But I, I called Phil on the phone and we went through some ideas together. This one's a one that I thought of. Uh, green tea at dim sum. Ooh, I've never had that given complimentary. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Maybe I haven't been to the right authentic dim sum places. Yeah, I don't have experience with this. I, I mean, I like green tea. I, I would give that a B tier, but... Uh, oh, I give it an A tier. I really like green tea. But I don't feel comfortable complimenter- complimentary- complimenting... Or deciding on how good the complimentary free tea is at most dim sum places. Oh, that's I haven't good. had it. It's usually pretty high quality. Let's give it a B tier. <laughs> okay, this is, this is a, a sweet and savory from the same place. Um, people on other parts of the world might might recognize this as a, as Benihana's or something like that. Um, but for us, it was Miyabi's. It was the one shrimp that you got tossed into your mouth by the uh, the guy cooking your meal, and then the free sorbet at the end. Dude, if 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 your parents were watching S tier, if they weren't, and then you had to go, I, well, I swear I caught that. It was, <laughs> <laughs> then it's uh, D tier. So um, it's okay. really contextual. Uh, it's contextual for me, too, because sometimes I eat it just to test my shrimp limits. And sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I'm not risking it tonight. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it a C tier. Oh, and the free sorbet. Free sorbet was OK. It was just like fruity and weirdly colored. It was all right. Mm. I don't have an opinion. I don't really remember it. The next one is the Trader Joe's Demo Station. R.I.P. to COVID. Uh-oh. S-tier. I mean, I'm biased because I actually had to run You've the demo it. stations <laughs> yeah, for like hours at a time. Um, and that was always the best part of my day, S-tier. Yeah, if it, was a little, if it was a little like fettuccine thing, I'll woof. Dude, being able to like make just a simple dish and have people compliment you on it and just like hang out and give people free food. Like there was a couple of times where it was weird because you can't go anywhere. So people who are too chat- chatty will talk you into a corner 
there was the one time where like the weird woman like was hitting on me and I didn't I had nowhere to go. Um, but other than that, generally S tier. Can I ask you a question? Is Costco another part of this quiz or can we go ahead and add that? Because that's also S tier for me. Do you want to live in the moment, Paul, for like one goddamn <laughs> second? I swear to fucking God. All right, we'll go ahead and do the next one on the list. Costco free samples. <laughs> S tier? Uh, a tier, just because I grew up with Sam's Club. and uh, Okay, okay. I think Sam's Club had better free samples. This is our first doubling up from another restaurant. The Andes Mint Chocolate at the end of an Olive Garden meal. Dude, I'm such a little fatty. I want to say S tier again, but I'm going to I'm gonna think about it in comparison to the other things on the list and say I've done too many S tiers and I got to like create a like, you know, uh, stratification. I got to. Yeah. So I'll give it A tier. I also would give it an A tier. I think I don't know if people know this about me. I absolutely love mint and chocolate. I think it's a great combination. Mm. People who don't get it, I think, are like cilantro people. Like, I think there's just something wrong with them. Yeah, I, I would agree. All right. OK, we're getting to our last three. So at banks, doctor offices, and barber shops, dum dum lollipops. Oh, uh, you know what? Oddly enough, never really enjoyed them that much. I always was excited to grab them, and then once they were in my mouth, I was like, ah, I get. <laughs> I would specifically look for the cream soda flavor. Did you ever find that one? Maybe I don't. Dude, that shit went crazy. I'm actually gonna. I think we'll diverge on this one. I think I'll give it a D tier. It was fun to get something for free, but it wasn't necessarily like. Dude, like, accompanying your mom to the bank where it's like, God, I don't want to be here right now. And then you get a lollipop from, like, the nice lady, the bank teller or whatever. Experientially. I don't think the lollipops are that good, and they're also pretty small, but I'm going to give that a B tier. Okay. All right. This was also mentioned earlier in the episode. From Jimmy John's. Do you know what this is? No. What do you get for free at Jimmy John's? I don't like Jimmy John's. Famously. Free smells. Wait, What? It's one of their, like, cutesy things that's, like, written on the store or whatever, like, the door of the store. You're free to smell. You get free smells. All right, I'm going to give that an F tier. I don't think it's cute. I don't like Jimmy John's. <laughs> I also hate it. Like, I already hate sub shops, and Jimmy John's is, like, the picky eater little kid from a white family of sub, of sub shops. <laughs> that's such a good way to put it. Dude, <laughs> oddly enough, I will say, like, I don't like Subway. I would almost rather have anything else anytime than Subway. Mm. But I will say... It, it was fine. It was totally edible food. The smell was always really bad at Subway. Yeah, yeah. They had a bad smell for some reason on the outside. I don't know what it is about their like bread baking process or what, but Subways have a very distinct, unpleasant smell, and I don't enjoy being in there. I want to get my sub and leave. All right, Paul. The last one is something that I haven't experienced, but I think you might have, so maybe you'll have strong opinions about this. Wine and crackers from church. Oh, Yeah. <coughs> A tier. You don't get a lot of it, but you get just enough that you're excited. All right. Well, this is a U for me, so I never got to experience this, but Paul's giving it an A. Ooh, but this is also one that if it's one of the Catholic churches that wants to put it right in your mouth, it's an F tier. Ooh, if it's that about? one of the Catholic, yeah, some of them want to put it right on your tongue. Some of them will hand it to you in your hand. Wait, so does it go cracker first and then wine or? Either they order, soak the cracker on, and wine, like, and then you, I thought it was like a cup of coffee with like a donut, where you just like dip it in, get it. Soaked some people, I've I've seen some people dip it. Actually, that's a thing I think in some churches. But that's hilarious. I, it, I love that. At my church, it was it was cracker then wine, but I think that's not like a hard set rule. Because like they didn't want have, you to drink on an empty stomach. Exactly, mm. and I know some places even don't do wine, even though it's perfectly legal to serve like a sip of wine at a church to a kid. For some reason, some just are like forego it for juice. Boo. Uh, I didn't. Also, my family 
I think more for like health reasons of not sipping from the same glass as everybody. We only did the wine during like special like like holidays and when we were doing our first communions. We didn't really do it every uh a mm-hmm. lot of people forego doing the wine every uh mass. Here are Adrian's F tiers, and it's just the free smells at Jimmy John's. Here are Adrian's S tiers, the Trader Joe's demo, Cheddar Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster, and Olive Garden salad of breadsticks. Paul's lowest rank was an F tier for Jimmy John's free smells. Uh, right above that was a D tier for uh, lollipops, and then his S tiers were Costco free samples, Trader Joe's free samples. Pickled or fresh daikon at Thai restaurants, specifically in the banchan of Korean restaurants, kimchi and pickled. And then the Olive Garden, salad and breadsticks. Paul, any final thoughts on this third seggy? You've really proven those bitch-ass economists wrong. Looks like there is a free lunch. That's true. Bitch-ass science-ass nerds on suicide watch. You know, you could do that thing, too, that Dora Lee has done before, where she literally just, like, picks what to do on her birthday based on how many free things she has to do. Oh really? That's interesting. I always, uh, I always split like whenever somebody something asks me when my birthday is, I split it with like uh, I pick a random date, mm. so I get the free things spread out throughout the year. Um, which was which was something that I remember being in my joke journal, which was I wonder if all the places that I've lied to about my birthday are going to get together <laughs> and find me out one day. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's is not, that your big fact? It, thank you. Big fact, when a fast food place asks you when your birthday is, pick a random date because you spread it out throughout the year when you get free stuff from everywhere because you don't want to, on your birthday, have to hit up 10 different places for free little like snacks or extras from Isn't that why they started doing the thing where they check your ID? Nah, I've never had my ID checked. Okay. Uh, And my no cap is... Man, why y'all, why y'all motherfuckers paying for bread? It's free everywhere. Just, like, walk down the street and someone's giving it to you for free, man. All right, dude. Bye. Bye. That's what mama said when we was eating that free lunch. Oh, man, goddamn, all hell broke loose. You killed my cousin back in 94. Fuck your truce. Now crawl your head in that noose. You wind up dead on the news. Ain't no peace treaty, just peace and peace up to pre-approved bodies on top of bodies ivies on top of ivies obviously the coroner between the sheets like the ossies when you hop on that trolley make sure your color's correct make sure your corporate or they'll be calling your mother collect they say the governor collect all of our tactics except when we in traffic and tragic happens that shit ain't no threat you moving backwards if you suggest that you sleep with a tech go buy your chopper and have a doctor on speed dial i guess mass city and down where you from